This is Corey Gray and Tony Stewart from Hairdistry. Thank you for tuning in to the Hairdressers Podcast. And here's a word from our sponsors. Hey, my name's Marcy. I'm a hairstylist and suite owner out of North Carolina. I actually work at two locations throughout state and Schedulicity helps me manage my busy schedule in both places. Um, it's so easy to send emails to the different client lists, to book clients for the different clients lists and toggle back and forth in the app. Um, it's kind of killer for me. I love it so much. I grew up in the age of everything online and being able to do everything through my phone, manage my day to day, send out emails, process payments, everything, um, is such a huge help as a small business owner, um, and someone who's out there hustling and grinding every single day. Um, and a huge shout out to Schedulicity and everything that they done, um, immediately when COVID hit the industry and just stepping up to the plate with no questions asked and being there for us stylists, Schedulicity, you rock. Hello everyone. My name is Jerry Natuno. And this amazing podcast is brought to you by Schedulicity. Welcome to your day off. My name is Corey, and of course, I'm sitting with my best bud, Tony. What's going on, brother? What's up, homie? How you been? Uh, pretty good. Hey, man. happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. You know, I know. Today's a great day. I'm, uh, I'm going to be uh, frying and smoking a turkey today. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, I yeah. love Thanksgiving. Like to me, like Thanksgiving is like the best holiday for me because it's just, it's just about family. It's just about the get together. A hundred percent. And I get to cook. I get to, uh, you know, be outside on the grill a little bit. Which grill? Um, Solo. Okay. <laughs> you know um, I, uh, plus, I'm doing some uh, pork belly burnt ends for some appetizers with oh, a sweet. jalapeno uh, peach glaze. How you doing a podcast and going to do all that cooking in one day? Easy, dog. <laughs> multitask, <laughs> multitask, man. The king of the multitask. Actually, our guest today helped, helped me get uh, a little bit more organized. Oh, with, there you with, go. You know, That's uh, right. But, so our guest today... Um, you know, I guess, uh, I mean, long story short is, you know, we were talking, um, I'm sure you guys have seen the video that we put out. It's the uh, Fall in Love with the Hair Industry video. Um, we actually released it on November 14th. So if you go back to our timeline there, you can find it there. Um, or if you go to our, our YouTube page, um, it's on our YouTube page as well. Um, and once again, just to reiterate, that was made for you guys. It wasn't made for us. It was made for for our industry. So um, if you find value in that video and you want to share it with your clients, if you want to share it on your website, you have permission. We don't, we're not holding any uh, IP on it. Um, so, you know, by all means, share, 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 and share away. So little back a little backstory um we uh, we were we were showing some of our friends the uh, the video before it launched and our client today uh, our client our our guest today is uh, is is Bree Luloff also known as the secrets to social media um, that's her instagram handle but so we were talking about the video and she said man this is really cool and i want to help you guys kind of like start a campaign and put a campaign together to to really get to make sure that the message was right cuz you know we're so dumb our initial thought was just <laughs> <laughs> Let's just throw it out there and, and and see if see if it you know like throwing spaghetti on a wall kind of right. thing. Let's see what sticks, you know. But but Bree helped us out with that. Oh yeah, and then not only helped us out. I mean, she she really helped us organize this thing. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because we had no clue what we were doing. We just knew what we wanted to do, but we didn't know how to to get the message across and how organized and how 
Well, she put together this campaign really like just kind of was mind opening for me. Mind opening and mind blowing. Like, oh, now I get it. Right? Yeah, you know, it is the secrets to social media, right? hundred <laughs> percent. And she's the real deal, dude. She is the absolute real deal. And um, you know, uh, moving forward, she's actually she's got what we're and what we're going to talk about today is she's a she's opening up a program for for the industry and she's opening up a program for for every hairdresser that's uh i think in her words was ready to take the next step so you know if you're great at doing hair behind the chair and you want to like expand your your yourself um, yeah, she's got a program take your business to the next level and 100 percent. i mean if she can help you like she helped us you know it's it, it it's worth it it's all roi it's the investment yeah absolutely there, there's no doubt about it so um you know, let's stop talking about her and let's bring her on since we have her in the room, shall we? Absolutely. <laughs> so, Miss Brie Luloff, welcome to your day off. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm over here blushing with all the compliments you guys just gave me, but I'm so excited about the video that was released and everything that's in store for hair industry and the industry in general. So thanks for having me here. Thanks, Brie. By the way, I, and I meant to mention this early on, uh, you know, while we were talking about you have the my favorite thing as far as like a connector and she calls herself hype woman right like she's here to hype she i, I kind of feel like we're we hype the industry all the time because we love this industry but you know actually in her profile she's like i'm the i'm, I'm the hype woman and, and she certainly is and, and that, that's really cool so congrats on that uh that awesomeness Thanks. That's like my claim. You know, I never want secrets to social media to be about me. It's about empowering the industry, empowering other hairstylists to take their business to the next level. And I'm using my story and my knowledge to help other people get there. But in order to do that, like you need someone always hyping you up because no matter how strong you are, no matter how great of a hairstylist or businesswoman or whatever you are, you always go through times where you feel crummy or you're not feeling yourself. And it feels so good to have someone who like genuinely has your back and is there to support you. Because as an industry, I think a lot of times we think that our competition is other hairstylists, but our biggest competition is ourselves. So if you have someone reminding you of that, hyping you up all the time, like you can be that best version of you. That's awesome. How did, so how did you find the industry real quick? So I have been in the industry since pretty much I graduated high school. I did the whole college thing, went to school, and I come from a family where everyone is a doctor. All my aunts and uncles are doctors. My grandfather's a doctor. So going to college is like the norm, right? Mm -hmm. But I was always passionate about hair. And a couple of semesters in, I reached out to my family and I was like, this just isn't for me. I'm going to finish the semester and I'm going to go to beauty school. So I finished the semester. I went to beauty school. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You cannot slide through the. <laughs> What, what was the family's reaction when you were like, I'm going to do oh, Well, my grandma, so everyone was definitely very negative about it and not supportive. Um, I mean, in the sense that like the expectation, like that you're going to become a hairdresser that's just burned out and not making any money, you know, that was mm -hmm. the expectation. And, but my grandma was just the one who was like, you know what, Brianna, like if you want to do it, do it, you know, you have to do what feels right to you. And if you don't want to go to school, then don't go to school, do something else. But, you know, as a family, like education is number one to us. So just make sure that you're taking that time to educate yourself on whatever you're doing. So I feel like I took that life experience in that core value of education and applied it to everything that I was doing and went into the industry with the mindset that I was going to be one of the top 20 people and not a bottom 80. And that like changed everything for me it was like that validation for my grandma, who's like, 
do what makes you happy. Like you spent all your time braiding everyone else's hair, doing everyone's hair. Like this makes sense for you. And I was like, wow, like I just didn't expect that, you know? Um, Maddie Conrad has a great quote. And I think, I think we kind of, we're dancing on there a little bit is that he says that, you know, uh, success is other people's judgment of you, but fulfillment is, is what's inside of us. And, and it kind of sounds like that, right? Like, like she was, she found her fulfillment um, over, you know, somebody else's perceived success. Right. Cause if you did what your parents or your family wanted you to do, I mean, you could have been successful, but you you wouldn't have been fulfilled. You wouldn't have been happy. Right. You would have still been, you know, feel like you're missing out on something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what the weird thing is, is I did feel like I was missing out on something my whole time in beauty school, my whole time behind the chair in the salon. And there was always something. And that's when I figured that education, I love teaching. I love helping other people grow. So when I was in the salon, I had associates and people I was training and I was like, I want more of this. So I became an educator and traveled and I taught classes. And that was the step for me that I was like, whoa, there are so many hairstylists out there who don't have the business knowledge and understanding of how to actually grow. All they're doing is just going to work and they're doing hair. And there's so much more out there in this industry. Like there's not a limit. There's not a cap. It's only the limit that you put on yourself. And that was the moment that I was like, I think there's something else out there for me. That's amazing. That is pretty amazing. So, so, okay. So you're in beauty school and um, you get out of beauty school and you're, you know, the real deal hairdresser and, Mm -hmm. you know, you go to a salon, but how long did it take you in your, you know, hairdressing career that, you know, you wanted to steer full-time to education? It took me a while. I was so committed to going and being like the next level hairstylist that I drove an hour and a half every day to work for like two years from Southeastern Wisconsin to Chicago. (laughs) I drove to the salon because I was so committed. I was like, this is the salon that's going to take me next level. Like, I love it. I love it. I love it. And then I realized that like what I actually loved was educating my guests. And it was definitely a a period of time that I just didn't, I felt like, you know, I was fine. I was happy in the salon, but it wasn't enough for me. And so it took, you know, experience and being behind the chair to realize how important education is. And my philosophy in the salon was always like, I'm not going to sell my clients on products. I'm going to educate them because they need to know what they need to know in order to get the haircut or the style I'm giving them. Mm -hmm. So I always came from that perspective. And when I realized that no one else, not no one else, but a lot of people didn't see it that way and they felt like they were selling, that's when I saw opportunity. So I went into education, I was an educator, and then the salon that I was in became super toxic and it wasn't healthy to be there for my Mm -hmm. mental health or, and going to work every day. I just, I just wasn't happy. So I wasn't sure if I was going to go full-time education or if I was going to do something else that I've never done before. And I just made the decision because it felt right in my gut that I was going to quit my job in the salon and I was going to do something I'd never done. And I quit the salon and I applied to jobs in the beauty industry all over the world in the corporate aspect of it, Um, working in sales and marketing and education. I applied to jobs in Ireland and Seattle and Australia, like all over the world. Cause I was like, I just want in on the beauty industry. I want to be in, I don't want to work for, I don't like, I want to be in the salon, but the salon's not right. I don't want to rebuild my clientele. So I ended up taking a job and I moved 
across the country from Chicago to Seattle to a place I had never been in an apartment I had never seen. And I started, a, it was a remote job. I trained over the phone and took everything on and it just kind of like flourished from there. That's amazing. That's pretty ballsy. Incredibly so. Super ballsy. Like yeah. I had no experience. I like my first job, they gave me like 30 employees and I had never managed anyone before. Like the woman who interviewed me, I don't know. She just believed in me and trusted me. And that was like really the start of everything and getting into the different aspect of the industry, more than just education, more than just behind the chair, but actually really seeing how big brands do it from the inside. That's Kudos good. to you. Yeah, for real. Man, that's what, a lot of courage. What were some of your, I mean, since you've never really managed people, what were some of your uh, your uh, hiccups? <laughs> you know, uh, well, well, because nobody comes across, nobody manages 30 people with by instinct, right? There are techniques to it. There are, there's a learning curve to, to managing anyone. What were some of your learning curves? My learning curves is that not everyone values work the way that I do and values, you know, what they're doing for a lot of people. It is just a job. And I think that was the biggest thing for me was seeing that not everyone is as passionate as I am. So it was really hard in the beginning to work with people who didn't have the same passion as me and helping them find their passion, even if that wasn't working with me or being on my team, still setting them up for success to be like, this isn't your thing you know, like, and that's totally okay. Like, I'm not mad about it. Like, let me help you figure out what your thing is while you're working here, while you're working with me. And then when you're ready, just let me know, you know, right there. so that was a huge learning curve. Just the patience, right? Because a lot of times people react negatively, right? Especially as a manager, as a boss, you know what I mean? Or then if you're not doing it, then they want to crack the whip, right? So it's more of a stern, you took a, an approach where, you know, you kind of flipped it where you lifted, you were lifting them up and making them feel good. And, uh, that's 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 pretty cool yeah and I think that's like how I've always lived my life is wanting to encourage other people and wanting other people to see like the good things that I see in them or seeing things from my perspective because I think sometimes we get so in our head that we limit ourselves. So, you know, when people were underneath me, it's like, they think, oh, well, this is the only job I have. This, will all, this is all that I'm doing, but it's like, this is a stepping stone for you. When I was in the salon, that was my stepping stone. Being an educator, that was my stepping stone to get me where I am today. Taking that corporate job with 30 employees, that was my stepping stone to then managing seven states in British Columbia. Like these are all stepping stones to what's next in your life. Wow, I love it. I do too. So when you, when you, uh, when you made it to British Columbia, was that with the same company? Yeah. So I actually still lived in Seattle at that time. And hold on, hold on. You, you look 18, huh? How are, you, how, are you, how are you doing all this at 18? You know what I'm saying? I don't know what it was or what it is, but I, I feel like when something feels right to me, I am like, I'm not a quitter. And I'm just like, I'm going to make this happen. Whatever it is, I'm going to make it happen. And I think like that has attributed so much to my success of just like going for it and not being like, oh, well, everyone else in this job is like 55 plus and talking about retiring in five years. Like <laughs> I'm under 30, I'm about to take this job by the balls and like, let's go, let's do it. You know? So, so I had seven States in British Columbia and I managed the territory with big distributors, like like Cosmoprof and Salon Centric and just managing inventory, working in sales. And, you know, I've worked in so many different aspects of it and just like really learned how the industry works from big picture and getting how salons can do that on a smaller scale. 
just so she's so current because I mean, when you helped us with the video, we didn't see. I mean, we, we we saw the value of it, but we didn't see the pit the big picture how you saw it, that how you saw it, and you brought it to our attention. We're like, wow, you know what I mean? So you're absolutely right in the sense of just you know bringing that value to to that individual because we didn't I mean, we knew what what we had, but we didn't see how to execute it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Anyway. I, 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 I keep going back there because I'm just so uh, thankful and, and, and impressed by by what you've able to to help us with. Well, thanks. I'm glad I could help you guys because, like I said, like I see the big picture. That's how my mind works: is always looking at what's next or what are you working towards. And I always say, dream bigger and then minimize your goal for you know what you can make happen. But like always, dream as big as you can and then figure out what you can actually you know, implement or do. And, you know, with the video campaign, like with, with what you guys launched, it's just, I think it goes so much bigger than just the guest client relationship. And like, it's just something in a video that everyone needs to see. And I'm glad I was able to help you guys see that big picture and kind of change your perspective on things. And that's one of the biggest things for me in coaching is changing people's perspective because we sometimes get so much tunnel vision in one lane that we forget what other opportunities are out there. Right. I, I think because you're such a, like a trailblazer, I mean, I just see this like lit path behind you. You know what I mean? Because not only, so here you are, you know, you said you took over seven states up there uh, and then. How, how did all this evolved into doing what you wanted to do ultimately, and, and that's creating your own business? Well, ultimately, when I was managing seven states in British Columbia, <clears throat> I was working remotely from Seattle. So I would travel to different states on a weekly basis for meetings and do all this different stuff. And I figured out a way to run my territory without having to fly every single week, without having to travel every week. While everyone else on the team was doing so much travel, I was still able to sustain my business. And the way I was able and grow it even more. Um, and the way I was able to do that was through social media marketing, through emails, through relationships, through FaceTime videos, through, you know, Instagram lives and all these different things. So I saw that opportunity in my business then. And I was like, wow, I'm really good at this. Like I get this. And so then I started training our whole team on how to do the same thing. And I was like, then my clients and stylists that I was working at at different salons were like, Brie, how do you do what you're doing? Like, I see you going live every week, like, tell me more. And so it kind of became something that I was doing like on the side of my actual job, like just, you know, in conversation, giving people advice and tips of how to sell retail on social media. And from there, it just really kind of evolved. And it was actually just last fall, like 2019 in the fall that I was like, oh, whoa, I know what I want to do my husband's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, the secrets of social media. That's what's up. Nobody has that name. Like I have, I have that name. Like I just thought of a genius idea. How like nobody, how, how in the fall of 2019 does nobody have that name? I know. And it's like, I've spent my whole life always wanting to create something of my own. And I've always felt like everything that I've done has been leading me onto a path and moving me in some direction. Right. So all that experience has helped me. And, but I never knew what was mine. Like what, 
I'm working for other people. I'm helping other people's dreams grow. But when does my dream come into play? And that's when I was like, the secrets of social media. It just came to me and it just felt right. And I started building it. And then six months later, I quit my corporate job and took it full time. And then a month later, I sold 200 tickets to my first masterclass. And then two months later, like I sold out coaching. It's just really- wow it's just evolved and been such a beautiful thing. And I think it just goes to show when you're really passionate about something and when you believe in yourself and you just, you just don't give up and you keep going, like amazing things happen. I want to talk about, um, I think, I think you mentioned this on your social media at one point, but, um, but the very first time you went live, how comfortable were you? (laughs) Um, so uncomfortable i was not comfortable and my phone died when i went live the first time like <laughs> that's I had not this all... that's dead <laughs> yeah i had it like all planned out like i remember sitting in my car like in our garage and like hyping myself up and i was like okay i'm gonna go live and i was like sweating and i was so nervous i didn't really know what i was going to talk about i think i wrote out a couple of things but like immediately when i went live like my phone died and i was like Oh, man, are you kidding me? Like, this is so embarrassing. So then I plugged it back in and I went back on and I didn't give up. I wasn't just like, oh, my phone died. Okay, that's a right. sign I shouldn't do it. I was like, my phone died. That's a challenge. Have to charge it and then I'll show up and do it, you know? So I think no one's really comfortable doing anything the first time. You have to keep doing it. You have to be uncomfortable in order to find that comfort in yourself. And I was so uncomfortable applying to jobs all over the world. I was so uncomfortable putting in my resignation. Like, I bawled like a baby even though I knew that it was over and it wasn't for me I cried so hard and I think it was more so crying over closing a chapter in my life and being like what I thought was forever which is the salon wasn't forever and I was like accepting that Um, but it's just it's a it's a wild thing you're never comfortable until you actually start doing something that's really cool man a lot of times a difference of someone succeeding and not is just them facing their fears Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, always, right? I mean, yeah. that's, that's that it, because if you had no fears, I wouldn't be holding you back in the first place, right? Totally. So, you know? Yeah. That's, uh, and with me, like, I'm an anxious person. I'm a super anxious person. Like, I naturally have a lot of anxiety. I stress about things that are out of my control. But the bottom line is that I figure out systems of how to make it work and make it work for me. And that's my whole approach on social media is what I do and my strategy is going to be different from your strategy because our lives are different. I have two dogs. I have a husband. I have a kid. Like, I have a lot going on, right? But I show up and I post on social media because I have a strategy that works for me. I'm growing on social media because it's a strategy that works for me, but my strategy isn't the same as yours, right? It's not one size fits all. And that's something that I think a lot of times we forget about is that it isn't one size fits all. And just like dreams, dreams aren't one size fits all either. Well, this is a perfect segue. So, uh, so what's going on? What's coming up? How are you helping the industry and jada jada? Well, I'm helping the industry by encouraging and hyping up other stylists, but I am launching the Secret Stylist Collective in January, and it's really something that no one else is doing, and this vision that I have for helping the hairstylists who 
understands business behind the chair. They get how to work the salon. Their salon works like a well-oiled machine, but now maybe they're wanting to do something like starting their own independent education or being a mentor or having brand partnerships. So the Secret Stylist Collective is a mastermind with different coaches who are coming in every month and really showing and teaching things that we don't learn about in beauty school, that we don't learn about in classes. It's not about a great haircut, but it's about how to create a strategy. What contract do you need? Like, it's really about figuring out how to launch something and how to make it happen for you. So you don't have to play the guessing game. And that's the biggest thing for me is like, I played the guessing game. I don't want everyone else to have to do that. That's what's so cool about, you know, people like Brie that, you know, they, they figured it out and now they're willing to, to give it away. You know exactly. what I mean? And, and, and share it. And because like, like the video, I'm going to go back to the video. Uh, you know, we, we knew how to create it, but we didn't know what to do with it in a sense. But I think it's a different, and, and I think where Brie was very beneficial to, to, to that, to that campaign was that like, we knew how to create the video. Like we knew that, you know, we knew the why we did it. We knew, you know, our heart was in it there, but then, you know, someone like Brie is able to, it's just a different mindset. She's right. trying to take it to the next level. Right. And, but I, and, and it's that part of that brain that for us, that doesn't click. Like we know how to create that content, but then what to do with it is just a different, different part of the mind that works there. And, and, you know, she was able to kind of open up that little side of, of the other side that I'm going, I'm, I'm talking a lot going in nowhere. Right. But that's <laughs> what she's doing with other people's like, she's yeah. talking about, you know, taking those hairdressers to the next level, you know what I mean? Turning that key to unlock that for them in order to get them uh and our industry is, our industry is definitely moving in that direction right there's a lot more coaching going on there's a lot more stuff that we're doing from not not behind the chair but there's a lot more stuff that we're doing you know for the industry or bigger than bigger than working behind the chair so you know she's your conduit to uh to, to those successes that's pretty awesome dude I always like to do a little foreshadowing when I was educating and I would go to salons and teach classes. I always said this line that has always stuck with me, but I always said that sharing my knowledge doesn't make my toolbox any smaller. It only makes yours bigger. And I have just, that's always stuck with me. I was like, damn, where'd you come up with that? Like, I don't know if I heard that from somewhere or mm -hmm. what, but I always said it. And it's just something that has stuck with me because it's so true. A lot of times in the industry, we learn something or on social media and people might think like, oh, I don't want to share it with anyone else or I have to post this first. So no one else does. And it's like, you are the only version of you, you know, you, no one else is your competition. You can share all of your knowledge. I can share the same exact message as someone else who coaches social media, but it's different because I'm using my life experience. I'm using my knowledge. Like anyone else who coaches social media, you're not my competition. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm my own competition. I'm not worried about what anybody else is doing. None of us should be, we should be worried about ourselves. And even, but even, I forget, I don't know. I'm going to go crazy, but you're you I know, right? The way, but just the way that it's delivered, everybody has a different love language. Everybody has a different language. So, so Brie could deliver it in a way where another coach couldn't crack through or whatever, for whatever reason, you know, I mean, how many times were you learning a haircut and you, you learned the same one length technique, but then somebody kind of gives you an aha out of it. You know I mean? That's, that, mm -hmm. that's, we need more coaches and, 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 you know, with, with the podcast, we've never been intimidated by other podcasts because the more that we can get the message out, the, the richer our industry is. And, and, and coaching is the same way. The more coaches that we have out there, then, then the richer and the better our industry is. And that should be 
at least for us, I mean, that's been our only look at it. Like, like, let's make the industry better. Not, not, let's not sit around and, and, and continue with this caddy backroom game that, 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 that our industry defaults to at times. Absolutely. And for me, I, I love surrounding myself by positive people who aren't negative and who like encouraging other people and supporting other people. And sometimes on social media, I'll see someone else post something so similar to mine or someone will send it to me like, did they copy you? And I'm like, I don't really care. You know, it's fine. It's fine because they're not me. No one is going to create the same exact haircut as you. No one is going to do the color the same as you. What makes you different is you. It's not about the hair. Like your guest comes to you for you. They rebook that appointment. They continue seeing you for you. So why are we comparing ourselves on social media to everyone else when all that matters is your relationship with that guest? Boom. Mike drop. Mike drop. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, do you um do you miss working in the salon? Or have you just I miss my relationships it? with I miss my relationships with the with clients. Like I miss having conversations with mm-hmm. people. Sometimes in my role now, it can be really isolating because I'm coaching people all day long and I'm talking about them and um, you know, it's great and fun, but I do miss those guest relationships with seeing like Sandy on the book, like every five weeks and her coming in and telling me about her dog. Like I miss those little things, but not enough to ever go back to the salon. Like, I just feel that I found what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm out here to build an empire in a place that everyone feels safe to learn about social media and not judged. I don't want anyone to feel judged or to feel, you know, silly for not knowing something we're all at our own level you know and it's just about coming to a playing field that's right for you all right i'm gonna put you on the spot if you have like if you have one secret to share that you can share today uh to to make your social media game better what would that be i would say stop comparing yourself to other people i know that's broad but honestly if you can shift your mindset on social media and you can open the app and feel inspired that's going to change everything because instead of opening up Instagram and just scrolling and looking at other photos and liking every few, you're going to be scrolling, engaging, leaving comments with things that actually fire you up and inspire you. So if you open your feed now and you're just like, meh, just a bunch of hair photos, like go follow accounts that make you feel really good, block and mute anyone who makes you feel like crap. Like you don't need to be seeing anything that's bringing you down. So have a different mindset towards social media and that will literally change everything for you. Okay. I got to be honest. I thought you were copping out when I asked you the question, I thought you were <laughs> no. copping out of an answer, but then like the way that she developed that answer was absolutely brilliant. It might right. be the, it might be the, it might be the most brilliant thing in 2020, man. Well, <laughs> I think genius. we overcomplicate social media a lot of times and we're so worried about what the algorithm is doing or what time to post, what filter to use, how many times to show up on stories. And it's interesting because one of my coaching students, she just graduated and I said, what do you wish you would have known before we started coaching? She's like, I wish I would have known you weren't going to tell me everything of what to do, but instead you were going to guide me and tell me the psychology behind what you need to do. And the psychology behind it is that you need to shift your mindset and open up to Instagram and make it a safe space that actually inspires you and doesn't make you feel like shit. You know, if you're opening up the app and you're looking at other hairstylists, seeing their captions, all the content they created, that's fine. But if, if it's not inspiring you, then it's not okay. You know, if it's, if it's bringing you down, then it's not a safe space for you. So you really have to turn it into a place that you love and brings you joy. Because if you're doing something in your life that brings you joy, 
that's so different than doing something that makes you feel like crap. You know, imagine opening up Instagram and really being inspired as opposed to opening up and just feeling like, man, I just got to get it done. Well, you know, I, I make a Brie, Brie, I make the argument that that's exactly what happened with Facebook, right? Like Facebook used to be this place that we went to and we liked it. We liked engaging with our old friends and stuff. And then it became this other thing. And, and, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of, a lot of reasons why people left and went to like an Instagram, right. Was because Instagram made you feel good. I mean, honestly, the reason that I spend, I'm scared to admit this out loud, but you know, the reason <laughs> that I spend so much time on like TikTok is because there is nothing there. It's just about feeling good. And the genius thing that TikTok has done is like, I can go through the feed for hours because whatever their algorithm is, is hundred percent what I'm interested in, right? Like Instagram is yeah. always what I'm it's interested in. It's your FYP. In. It's your yes. for you page. Yes, yes, exactly. That's the technical term. Yes. Um, so my FYP is different than your FYP, but 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 how they're, they're way smarter with the algorithm to kind of figure out like what am I interested in because it's like oh like I stop on almost every video right like as I'm scrolling it's not like I'm like eh, eh, eh. it's like oh oh this is yeah. interesting you know yeah so, and here's the difference is that on tiktok you they're videos so you're stopping on that video and you're watching that video so the longer amount of time that you're spending on that video watching it the more you're telling tiktok hey i want to see more videos like this and whether you comment on it you like it or not you're spending time watching it right. on instagram most of the this is a photo built system it's made for photos that's how it started off so on instagram when people are posting photos and you're looking at a photo you're seeing it it's a lot easier to just scroll past it so you're not telling the instagram algorithm what you really want to see if you're just scrolling and you're not spending a ton of time looking at something right with videos it's so different because you have to watch a couple of seconds to really be able to tell if you like it or not versus just a photo of hair like you just okay cool it's hair just keep scrolling you know and that's why videos are where it's at so if someone can get on instagram reels right now and start posting great content amazing videos your engagement is going to boost like crazy people are going to love it because video is where it's at and the algorithm is totally different between tiktok and reels but it's just a really great example of the difference that it makes between photos and video and how consuming videos can be. I think the big difference between TikTok too and where and where they've positioned themselves, which is, again, I think absolutely brilliant, whether it's a dance video or whatever, but they're like in between like Pinterest and, and, and Instagram. And what they've done is they've created this, this, this space to where you can learn stuff. I mean, like I learn stuff on there all the time, you know, it, and, and it's in quick little bits. So it's like, I'm not investing a lot of time. It's one minute. And I'm like, oh man, my mind is blown by this, you know? And, and, and I, I say it's between Pinterest and Instagram because, you know, you go to Pinterest and you're like, oh, this is a cool technique or this is a cool technique or look how great that looks. And, and, and they've kind of combined the, the, these two. And I follow people that like put drywall up, you know, which doesn't sound interesting at all, but I watch them and I'm in all of them, you know, yeah. it's just, and that's what's in my feed, by the way, people putting up drywall, <laughs> but, but, but they've really mastered that. And, and, and where I, I'm not sure if reels is quite there yet. Right. Like, I don't know if Reels is quite there as far as like, oh, I'm going here for education or I'm going to learn something or or or. And I think they also what's brilliant, too, Brie, that just it just dawned on me is that you feel less guilty being on TikTok because you're gaining something. Mm-hmm. Right. You feel like, oh, I'm learning. So. So, you know, if there's an ROI on social media, TikTok's the place because you're like, oh, that was genius. Oh, right. yeah, I just learned that. And that's and that's yeah. every minute, every minute. It's like there's this new like, oh, I just learned something. Totally. And how different would it be on Instagram if we actually posted to serve our audience and we posted to give value instead of just posting for ourselves and posting the great hair photo we did? How different would it be if we posted value? It would change everything. 
And that's what I do in coaching. Boom. Bree, you're amazing. Yeah, that, that was awesome. Yeah. Really. So, really. so how can our listeners learn more about you, find you, follow you? And what's going on tomorrow, Black Friday? Sorry, I got a tickle in my throat because I got so excited. I was like, oh, oh I got a tickle. <laughs> <You know. laughs> um, uh, Black Friday is when the membership for the Secret Stylist Collective is live. So you can get your monthly membership on there for the mastermind and you can join, which is so amazing because honestly, this mastermind is next level. There's coaches coming in talking about stuff you haven't learned about yet that you wish you knew. And it's all about how to grow your business, learning about funnels, learning about emails, learning about how to show up and be you on video, how to utilize like so many different things that are going to help your business grow and prosper. But the bottom line is actually how to get a business plan and to line that up with social media because the whole thing is how can you make your social media run on autopilot that's what the secret stylist collective is all about and really excited about that and i think it's going to be or i know it's going to be amazing the education that's lined up is honestly next level but you can find me and all the information on the secrets to social media.com it's a sick website i'm obsessed with you're gonna love it too it's if it's your vibe you're my vibe um, but you can come hang out on Instagram and I'll be your hype woman at secrets to social media. And we can connect there. I think a lot of times, like, for example, I liked someone's photo the other day and they're like, oh, you like my photo. I'm like, I'm human. I'm a person. I'm here to hype you up. You know, like I'm not a robot. Like, of course I liked your picture. If you like mine, I'm going to like yours too. You know? So it's all about being on a platform that you have to give love in order to receive love. And, you know, secrets to social media isn't a community. That's just me. Um, it's a community of badass hairstylists that are all ready to level up and who know their only competition is themselves. Boom, chakalakalaka, right? Yep, on that note. I know, right? Bray, dude, you're amazing to us. And, 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 and you know, if we hype you because we're just such big fans of what you're doing, what you do and what you're doing for the industry. So Absolutely. On, that, on that note, Bree Luloff, thank you very, very much for <laughs> joining us on your day off. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. Peace and hair grease.